This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What would you prefer that I say? Don't use a hot tub. But it's fun. I like it. Don't take this from me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm It's great if you want to take a dip in some hepatitis. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Science, the show that breaks down the science of television and movies with a comedian and a scientist. Today, we're discussing Finch, so I'll ask about robots, radiation, and world-ending flares. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and I've got two wonderful guests joining me today. My first guest is a comedian and writer you've seen on The Tonight Show, Netflix, Comedy Central, a bunch of different places. She's even got a talk show that she does from the inside of a sauna called Let's Get Sweat. Welcome to the show, Kira Soltanovich. Thank you, Ethan. And you know what? I, I just realized I should probably ask the good Dr. Young, um about sweating and and interviews but well that'll be later great that's a great teaser for later we're gonna ask him about uh the the health of of people sweating while they're answering your difficult questions um but before we get into it i just wanted to ask you if you would trust a robot to take care of your pet you know here's the thing i can barely work a microwave so i don't know if i'm the right person to trust Anything. I mean, I I won't even uh, use the um, Dyson vacuum cleaner because it's already like I look at it and it's already uh, too menacing for me. I just old school sweep. I sweep old school like Soviet style. Um, So probably not. Probably not. Okay, not going to do that. And and yeah, let's get sweat. I am correct here, right? You are you're taking people into a sauna, yes. and from what I saw, a, a pretty tight sauna. Yep. And uh, yeah, turning up the heat and uh, getting deep with some with some interview questions. Is that correct? Well, I was raised um, in a sauna. Inside? No, I really was. I was raised to constantly be uh, sweating. That's I don't know if that's wow. just the immigrant mentality, but. Uh, I uh, I love I love everything about um, a banya, and I know that Russians are in the news a lot today. I was actually born in the Ukraine. Uh, my mom grew up in the Ukraine, lived there until we immigrated. Uh, but one of the things of our culture, you know, uh, is a good, um, aggressive, angry uh, banya, where you get beaten with sticks. And uh, you just let all the, the, the tension and the toxins and the vodka out of your pores. You know, you just, it's cleansing. It's cleansing. A lot of cultures do it. I know the Koreans yeah. uh, like a nice schwitz. That's that actually like a Korean a nice... word, schwitz. It's, yeah, that is it's Korean. Came, came from Korea. Korean for sweat. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a nice yeah, mental and physical uh, release. I've I've always loved the sauna. I gotta say, I love a hot tub. I love just yeah. I don't know. Right, getting 
Really, really okay, hot. Don't I say hot like tub nice. to me. Don't say that's like telling Jacuzzi? someone what would you from prefer? Mexico. Yeah, I eat Mexican food. I had a quesadilla from Taco Bell once. Hot How should tubs? I do hot tub? So amateur. No, you need um, you need like almost two hundred degrees. Let's just be. Wow. I don't know. The, the doctor can tell us when a human actually starts to cook, but I mean it's close to two hundred, and you need mm-hmm. to be beaten with birch branches. You need to have the water on the hot stones to create, so you have heat and that little bit of steam. And of course you have to wear a wool hat and we can discuss the science of that uh, because people think, but that will keep the heat in. No, 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 my good friends. It does not actually, it keeps your head more cool. I don't know why, to be honest with you, I don't. I was just always told you wear a shapka. Let's find out. We have a we have an amazing doctor here. He's going to let us know what's going on. You you thought tuning into this podcast we were going to talk about robots and global warming. Guess what? We're talking about sweat. We're talking about saunas. We're talking about hot tubs today. My second hey, it guest surprises me too. So I <laughs> great. I hope you're ready for it. Uh, he is the associate director for science in the heliophysics science division at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. It's Doctor C. Alex Young. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yes. My first question, of course, what's the C stand for? Christopher. Great. Christopher Alex Young. Really strong, dependable name. Trustworthy name. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My mom will be happy to know that. (laughs) Yeah. Tell her I said so. Um, And yeah, obviously, listen, we have a, I have a bunch of uh, movie related questions, Finch related questions, but now my mind is tingling on this uh, on this sauna talk so can you weigh in when does the human body cook and why is it well, so healthy for us to sweat that's so a, much that's a great question and i'm afraid i'm going to be wondering it myself because i typically study stuff that's being that's happening on the sun big burps of stuff that are solar flares all these sort of thing so i hadn't really thought too much about it um i'm actually very curious about the the wool hat you know how do you how does that mm. keep your head cool I was always told you have to wear something on your head because if you don't, well, first of all, it's good for um, for your hair if you have any. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it yeah, is good for your hair. I don't, but yeah. um, because your hair can like dry out and get sin. You know, not singed, singed, but you know, it's not it's not mm-hmm. the healthiest for your hair. But also, the wool specifically keeps the temperature cooler i have no idea you're the you're the scientist it keeps the temperature cooler in your head because you don't want like in russian mozgi is brains like you don't want your brains to come out so like it actually like keeps you more insulated so i guess maybe it creates like a a chamber of cool air I well, I mean, I know, I guess, I mean, I know that wool's a pretty amazing fabric. I, I just went to the went to Antarctica and I wore a lot of wool stuff. It's much better than cotton, so you know. Yes, well, but there's something I, about it. It keeps air, the air like circulating. I'm not a doctor in anything. I, I don't have a college degree. I'm going to be straight, super honest with you right now. However, I do have Google, and That's Google right. says because wool wicks away moisture. You stay dry and cool even when it is hot outside. There you go. That's it. All right. So that's it. Yeah. Bam. Okay. That's yeah, some we know Google the knowledge uh, from the futon shop. <laughs> so I guess that's a little biased. <laughs> They're trying to sell futons, 
But uh, but anyways, uh, if you're in a a khatab or I don't I'm not I don't want to offend anybody. I don't know the right way to pronounce that. You got to wear your don't rojas. say hot tub. What would you prefer that I say? Don't use a hot tub. But it's fun. I like it. Don't take this from me. <laughs> I mean, I'm. It's great if you want to take a dip and some hepatitis, and you know, it's fine. Yeah, like stop. You're kinda... ruining it. There's only few things that I enjoy, and most of them are food. <laughs> it's all right. You can do it. So, it's all right. Thank you. So remind me what's the, what's the what's the the name the Ukrainian name for sauna or for your what your the Russian the kind of sauna you're um, talking about. Well, the Russian you, name. you call the whole area, all of it, the steam room, the the cold plunge, the the sauna, a banya. Stick beating. The stick beating. Banya. You got to include the okay. beatings. Okay. Um, yeah. banya. A banya, which also you can just say, you know, like you're going to, you know, actually there is a funny phrase when you want to tell someone to, you know, to f off. You say idiv banya, like go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's way better than F on. Yeah. Okay. Go to the bathroom. Uh so yeah, the whole the whole area is a is a banya, but um the feeling of sweating and just sitting there and getting it all out and it's like you're wringing all your organs out. I mean, you can't really do it any other way. Um and it's just it's it's like a high. It's fantastic. And then you got to jump in freezing cold water. And that right, way, right. that helps your nervous system, yeah, your circulation, and then your organs kind of, it's like giving them like a massive massage. Okay. I love that, guys. You're learning so much. You had no idea you, what you were getting into today. Um, <laughs> it's really, this is a phenomenal, already, even if the rest of this is a waste, this is already great. Dr. Young, you studied the high energy astrophysics of cosmic gamma ray bursts and gamma ray solar flares. Is that right? That's it. That's what I got my P- my master's and my PhD in. Okay. Well, can you like explain to me what those are and the differences between them? Uh, I know, of course, but maybe somebody listening <laughs> might not. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Well, so I started very far away. So objects very far away in the universe can create the biggest explosions. These are like neutron stars and black holes, these crazy exotic objects that smash together and just release amounts of energy that we could never even imagine. If one happened close by, we would be goners. But then I switched to studying the sun because it's close by. It's the only thing, the only star in the universe that we can study up close and in detail. You know, the rest of them are all points of light in the sky. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, the sun we take for granted because it gives us heat and light. You know, we depend on it. We most of us experience it every day, unless it's cloudy, and even then, you still know it's there usually. But it also throws off all of this stuff. It creates these huge explosions that burp out billions of tons of solar material and magnetic field. There are these huge flashes of light called solar flares, which I know we will talk about in relation to Finch. And all of this travels through the solar system and interacts with everything. And sometimes it gives us pretty cool things. These coronal mass ejections will interact with Earth's magnetic field and atmosphere and give us the aurora, the northern and southern lights. You see Mm. these beautiful colors. 
Um, but also, when it interacts with the Earth, it can mess with our technology. Um, it can knock out power grids. It can destroy satellites. It can mess with GPS. And this whole area we call space weather. So all of this stuff that's happening on the sun, solar activity, creates this environment throughout the whole solar system called space weather. And it, act wow. and it happens on um, a cycle, just like we have a hurricane cycle that's you know a yearly cycle. We have a solar cycle that's roughly 11 years. And right now we're heading towards the peak of it. So you're going to start to see more sunspots, which is where this stuff comes from. Whoa. And we're going to start to have more coronal mass ejections and solar flares. And we'll talk a little bit about this movie where what happens in the worst case scenario. Do you uh, mean sunspots like the ones I'm trying to get rid of like here? Or are there No, different? not the ones you get on your okay. yeah, cuz okay. I've got some of those on my on my hand, you know, aging spots. What do you mean no, by sunspot? If you, if, so if you look at the sun with the right kind of telescope, you know, we we've all heard, you know, you should never look at the sun with your with your naked eyes because you'll go blind. However, you can look at the sun with special filters on a telescope or binoculars. And you can even use special glasses, the kind of glasses that you may have seen during a solar eclipse that you wear. Mm -hmm. And if they're big enough, they're these dark patches that form on the sun. And they're huge. They can be the size of the Earth or even bigger. And what they are is magnetic field from underneath the surface of the sun that's bubbling up. And those magnetic fields get all twisted like a rubber band. So you imagine you take a rubber band, you twist it and twist it and twist it. Eventually, that rubber band will snap. Well, the same thing happens when these magnetic fields get twisted from sunspots. And that's releasing energy in the form of these huge flashes of light, these solar flares, and all that. It's erupting all that stuff out into space. So, so we see them as black dots on the, or black spots on the sun, but there are actually more to it than that. But that's what we, when we look at it in the kind of light that, that we get uh, with our eyes, we see these dark patches, and those are called sunspots. Well, this is exciting. I, I don't think we've ever had a space weatherman on the program before. So, number one, that's really cool. And two, you're telling me that it's like high tide right now and that we're going to get more of these flares, which to me, and maybe I'm just a scaredy-cat wuss boy, that sounds dangerous. Well, the good thing is, there's a couple of good things. So, first of all, our atmosphere protects us very well. Our, our, the, the, the Earth itself has a magnetic field, the same kind of magnetic field that when you, you know, stick a fridge magnet, sticks to the refrigerator. The Earth produces its own magnetic field. That's why compasses work, for example. Those fridge that magnets are terrible, us. by the way. They work half the time, <laughs> maybe. But also, uh, we have a very thick atmosphere, and so it stops a lot of that radiation, a lot of... Uh, the, what comes from solar flares or all that stuff. And so we're not directly impacted. Like physically, our health is not directly impacted by this stuff. But what's happening is it's creating electricity up high in the atmosphere, which is being picked up here on Earth by things like power lines, power grids, and that's why it can impact power grids. Um, but the good thing is typically while they, they can they happen more and more and they get bigger and bigger, they generally are not so bad that we have these catastrophic events. 
Does it mean that there's not some impact and we certainly care about it? I mean, we know that these events can happen and so we have to prepare for it. So power companies are aware and they can do things to, to mitigate it. Um, but it still can cause problems. We have lost satellites. As a matter of fact, recently SpaceX lost 40 little satellites Whoa. because of space weather. The Starlink. 40, 40 yeah. Um, so it's... Were they all hanging out together? Well, so Starlink are these little tiny satellites that are made to... I guess Elon Musk is trying to create this global inter, you know global internet you know give everybody access to the internet and so he's trying to put up all of these satellites everywhere and he's putting up thousands of them but they're very small hmm. and because they're very small they're very susceptible to the space weather when they first launch them so is it true that there's like a ring of junk and garbage and debris that just travels around and it's gross and it's like, and it's getting stuck in sea turtles' nostrils? Is that part true? So you're talking about, I think, two different things. So there's there's junk in the ocean. So there's there's plastic in the ocean. There's also junk in space. So there's a lot of junk. Yeah. yeah. There's just and like junk flying stuff, around, like just garbage. Yeah. And Which how do we get rid of it? There's all kinds. That, that could affect well, the, 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 the space turtles. Well, this is actually where space weather is a good thing because when the sun is more active, the atmosphere expands and all that space junk that's very low and very small now experiences a lot more atmosphere and it burns up. So space weather actually acts as like a cleaner, and it cleans out this a lot of the space junk. All right. Pro space weather. I guess there's pros and cons. So is it true if I'm on my little Southwest flight to scratch your armpit, Arkansas, uh, to go work, and um, can a solar flare hit a plane and mess up all the controls and stuff? Great question. Fortunately, well, more than likely not. So what what could happen is a solar flare could, well, we, I don't think you, there's any, there's nothing to worry about. However, the solar flare can Im- impact communications. However, they have so they have redundant systems, so they have multiple ways to communicate. Hmm. So a solar flare will will whatever side of the Earth is facing the sun will heat up very you know for a short period of time when that solar flare basically lights up that side of the earth and so if you're on that side of the earth certain types of radio frequencies will be temporarily blacked out um but if there is really really bad space weather one of the things that they do worry about is traveling over the poles so you know if you take a really long flight like let's say you go from LA to somewhere on the other side like Shanghai or something you may go over the, the the North Pole or close to the North Pole, and there are uh, there can be these energetic particles, very fast stuff that's coming off the sun, and that creates radiation. It's mostly hazardous for astronauts. So if you're outside the atmosphere, it's dangerous. Um, but if you're over the poles, the magnetic fields of the of the Earth come like this at the top. They make a little crown. And so a lot of this stuff actually travels into the North and South Pole. That's why we have aurora near the, the North Pole, you know, in Canada, high up, or if near the South Pole. Um, and so if you're traveling in an airplane over there, there is higher radiation. 
Typically, it's not a problem, but for a really, really strong event, airlines pay attention to that, and they would reroute the airplane mm. and not fly over the poles. Well, this is a good uh, this is a good segue into Finch, uh, the movie uh, we all watched here. It's available on Apple Plus. It's got Tom Hanks, and a quick summary is that he's dying. He's one of the last people alive. It seems like this is there's been some sort of apocalypse, and it's based on a true story, build- right? Yeah, based on a true story, um, a brave man builds a robot to take care of his dog once he's no longer around, Uh, which, of course, did make me cry. I'm going to be honest with everybody on the podcast and you guys. I didn't think that was going to happen to me, but it it totally did. So uh, we see the Aurora Borealis in this movie. And I don't know where they are exactly, but they're headed to San Francisco when they see it. And Tom Hanks mentions that because of the flare and the incident, which I'd love your your take Mm -hmm. on, uh, they can now see this kind of everywhere. So did that make sense to you? And what did you think of Finch overall? I well, so first of all, uh, that part actually doesn't make sense. Um, So (laughs) now, if there was a really big well, if there was a really big solar flare and coronal mass, you know, all of the space weather stuff that could happen, like say the biggest possible event, um, one of the things that would happen is it is true that the ozone would be damaged. So that whole, you know, the business about the ozone being that's actually realistic, um, and it could be damaged for many, many years. And if the event is so, so huge, super, super rare, like a thousand year or ten thousand year kind of event. Maybe it would be damaged enough that we would then be exposed to UV radiation, which would be very bad for us. You know, it would it would be you know ten thousand you know ten times the normal sunburn or much much worse. Um, when that word when that event happened, when you had this solar storm, it would create aurora that would be super super strong. So, and we know this because, for example. The biggest solar event that's happened in kind of modern times um, is what's called the Carrington event. It happened in se- in September of 1859. Okay, and it was before we had a lot of the technology, but we did have telegraphs, and we so we did have some technology. But the aurora that was produced by that event was so strong that people saw it almost was down to like Cuba, Mexico. Um, wow. very, very far south. And people in the southern hemisphere saw it very, very far north, like the top edge of, of uh, uh, Australia, for example, Queensland. And the aurora was evidently so bright that at night people were able to read by the, the, the light of the aurora because wow. it was so strong. Crazy. Yeah. So that's realistic that you would see aurora much farther south during one of these events. However... In the movie, the event happened 10 years in the past. Mm-hmm. The only way you would normally see aurora outside of the, the, the poles um, just on a regular basis would be if the magnetic field of the Earth itself changed. Did you enjoy the movie overall? There are some scientists that, you know, when watching a science-based movie... They get caught up in this or that, and yeah. it kind of takes away from the 
viewing experience. So did you find that or were you able to see through it or, or what did, did things check out enough for you? Well, you know, some of it was true. Some of it was very, was realistic. Some of it was not realistic. Some of it is stuff I don't necessarily know about. So I'm not really sure. I did do a little bit of reading. I watched a YouTube video, um, by another scientist who interviewed a doctor to find out about like what would be the impact on a human when they put their hand out and that, you know how he puts his hand out and yeah, he burns his it? his hand gets fried so, like instantly. Yeah, so there was a doctor that spent some time talking about that. Um, I personally, I mean, I love science fiction and fantasy. Um, frankly, it's kind of what got me into science in the first place. Uh, you know, sometimes when I watch a movie, if it's really far off, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's kind of crazy. That doesn't, wouldn't really happen. But at the same time, I try really hard to not let that ruin an interesting story. You know? Yeah. What about you, Kara? Did you enjoy the film or did any aspect of it make you say, okay, I'm out. I can't do this. Which film? Finch! Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so... We're talking Finch. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Um, so I... <laughs> Here's what I liked about it. Let's just let's just name what I liked about it first. Um, I liked Great. that the the robot had a little bit of a Slavic accent. It reminded me of uh, most of my family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the accent went away. I was like, oh, he assimilated, right? That's didn't, right. Didn't yes. you hear it kind of went away towards the end? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. And he had a little cousin Balky, you know, a few cousin Balky moments, uh, which was a nice throwback to. Was that eighties or nineties before Ethan was born? Uh, but that was kind of fun, right? And uh, his broken English. And then they were going to San Francisco, where I grew up, so that was kind of sweet, you know. So I like those nice. aspects. Um, but then I'm the kind of person where I need to watch movies like this with my husband or maybe Dr. Young because I'm constantly asking, well, why is he doing that? I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> so I was constantly like, and I was watching it by myself and uh, and I was like, well, wait a second. And then an hour in, an hour in, I paused and I was like, oh, an hour in, some things were explained to uh, myself who, um, you know, I, I did graduate, Ethan, but theater major so really did i did i learn anything so i was like oh okay so they explained some stuff all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back the break is over here we go back to the show about science here's the thing here's my only problem with sci-fi stuff here's my only problem okay i grew up being forced to watch star trek okay my brother was in charge of the remote and i had to watch star trek and it drove me crazy because anytime there was a problem they had a little thing they went and then it was like fixed and then the smallest little itty bitty problem they could not solve you know what i mean it just i can't take it i can't take it so there were a few things where i was like so does the robot get plugged in every night you know, I know my iPhone oh, does not last. Very, That's a great question. You know I, I was mean? wondering yeah. the same thing. That's that the did same here, yeah, several yeah, so times. Because like, okay. they have the, uh, they have your right. They have a uh, uh, what's it called? The the panels, okay. solar panels. solar panels, solar panels, yeah, yeah. on the RV. Okay. Uh, so right. I was like, okay, checks out. I'm down. And then right. there's like weirdly a scene where they're also like putting gas in it. But okay, whatever. Okay, solar hybrid. panels, it's gas. A yeah. I, it's gotcha. a hybrid. I get yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, the robot is like a huge, heavy. 
moving machine and i never right, saw you can pick an rv up i mean jesus you know it's got to be like take a lot of juice i mean i'm glad to know. hear you saying this dr young because i thought maybe there was something i, I missed. was like when do they plug that sucker in i mean and to like, what <laughs> yeah okay so can i tell you i know ethan cried and here's the difference he's a nice human being and i'm uh Thank old you. and jaded and just very disturbed as a person i was like oh no they're gonna eat the dog that's the first thing I thought about so, the whole time. Because when you set up never that, occurred to me when you set up that plot point, right? They got it. You know they're going to pay it off somehow. And why would you kill Tom Hanks? You can't do Castaway with a robot and then kill Tom Hanks. Like he he lived in Castaway. He got off the island. So I thought there's right. no way they're going to do you know Jeff as his Wilson. And uh, um, but they, did I ruin it? Uh oh. Spoiler. No, it doesn't matter. People hopefully will watch and then Spoiler. listen to this Sorry. or watch this. No, it's cool. I that's the part that made me cry. Also, is uh, is seeing Jeff take care of uh, the dog, take care of Goodyear. So we all thought. I mean, I I'm saying we, the royal we, I guess, was that the robot was. We've been trained as humans that they will turn on us, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh oh, the robots killing him to feed the dog because that was his initiative or what was it called i was like okay so his job is to take care of the dogs yeah you do have a, just an evil mind gear listen i was raised by soviets we had a different childhood ethan okay i, I wouldn't understand your parents who took care of me i was a latchkey kid with parents who had to go learn english and work three jobs all right ethan we have different yeah. backgrounds okay i get Alex, it they beat you with C. sticks Young, made you watch star trek he was he was smart he went to school he went to school for 37 years you understand how long they have to go to school to work at nasa yeah it's you an insane amount of time in yeah. vitro they start you in vitro yeah. ethan it's not a joke what about um i mean these are more science questions but i was curious about because they mentioned it several times in the movie that it's so hot outside like i think the the robot even says not not jeff but like some automated machine just announces in the morning like radiation's yeah. total crap today and it's 150 degrees outside yeah that that part i don't i don't i mean i'm not an atmospheric scientist i don't know a ton about that but i don't quite know why it would be so hot uh, <laughs> i definitely know why there would be a lot of radiation i mean there would be a lot of uv radiation i mean you would you would want to wear sunglasses all the time otherwise you'd probably get cataracts or something pretty soon from the uv wow. radiation um Man. but I don't know if the if it would do some sort of damage that would you know heat up the uh, heat up the atmosphere more you know or I don't know if it's just like maybe they're just not telling us that hey man climate change went really bad and uh, we didn't do enough and things just got really crappy anyway yeah, and a then little a solar combo flare came along and you know all of it just kind of added up perfect storm we're, situation we're so well he's also he's reading a book called how the sun can kill us. At one point, I don't know if you oh, caught you know, that. I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh, he. That. Uh, I'm a nerd, and he. <laughs> yeah, so he's reading this book. There's like little notes on it, and I was just curious how the sun can kill us. Are there several ways that that can happen? Is that going to happen during one of these high times you were talking about in the season? If one of these events, like the really worst case scenario, were to happen, it could knock out the power grid and. The problem is, is it knocks out these giant transformers, and these giant transformers take 
a long time to make, and there are only a few places in the world that make them. So let's say in the worst case scenario, maybe you're out of power over a large swath of the U.S. or even the globe, because this is a global event. This is, you know, mm -hmm. this is not something that just happens on the side facing the earth, the sun. Um, like food all over the place is going to spoil at, at grocery stores and things like that. So that wouldn't per se kill people right away, but it'd be pretty terrible yeah. thing to happen. So that would be, that would be one thing that would be really bad. The other thing is if these events are really bad, you know, we talked about, I mentioned the, the satellites that were lost by SpaceX, but if it was bad enough, you might lose some of the bigger ones, the ones that are higher up, the ones that are that we get our GPS that we use for our phones that we get um, various types of communication and maybe those things would experience a lot of drag and then would burn up and so we would lose some satellites and that would be a bad thing. Yeah, it sounds like that's what uh, he was saying in the movie. I wrote down a quote. He said, "When the flare hit, it completely fried the ozone and then the EMP took out everything electrical." So it sounds like what you're saying about the power grid is what happened there um so where did he get once... that coffee in a to-go mug hey that's a really good question yeah and he could build a whole robot with a can opener for a heart and then his little <laughs> uh his little doggy robot fell and tripped and he was like there's no hope there's no repairing him Come that was also on. really sad, right? Did you not feel sad when that, that thing got was bear trapped? Really sad. Not only did he get his eyes taken out. Well, how much stuff could he carry in his RV to like keep up the robots? I mean, yeah, don't no. you need a lot of stuff to Probably. you know repair them and fix things that break and you know that sort of stuff? I don't know. I mean, yeah, but you guys are too science heavy. It's about human connection, y'all. Oh, it's right, about. Right. A father and his son robot and their son, dog. His robot son, yeah. And a yeah, robot dog. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And the robot and a dog. And robot dog. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, well, unfortunately, we're we're running out of time, but I absolutely adore talking to you both. Uh, I thank you so much. I learned so much about Banya's. Um, I cannot wait to go sweat. I want to go sit in a sticks. Banya now. I mean, I'm Me not too. sure about the sticks, but I would love to to give it a try. No, you got to get I'm beaten. In it for the... You got to get beaten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Come on. Or else why right. go? Right. Well, I mean, I, tr I trust you. I, I trust you. If you think it would help, then I, I would do that. Yeah. I'm in for the whole shebang. Um, Kira, uh, I thank you so much for being on the show. Is, is there anything else you want to tell people, share right now? Uh, yeah, they can uh, follow me on social media at Kira, K-I-R-A comedy. And then if they are in around the Irvine area, I'll be headlining the Irvine Improv on St. Patrick's, March 17th. Right. Please come cool. out because that room seats 15,000. Wow. And uh, okay, maybe not that big, but it feels like it. It feels like it. Um, big so room. please come out and support um that would yeah. be fantastic and uh dr young do you allow any kind of field trips to nasa is that allowed is it is are the are the, the cloak of cloak of covid taken off do you because i'm homeschooling yeah, I my mean, kids well absolutely absolutely <laughs> so right now unfortunately nasa is not back to full uh you know full status however we will be eventually 
and you are welcome anytime uh, you're in the D.C. Baltimore area. Oh! That, uh... Oh! Yeah. That NASA. Oh, you're thinking JPL. <laughs> yes! Because <maybe. laughs> I'm in L.A. But... Oh, but I have friends at JPL. Ooh, Here we go. Do tell. Yeah. So, so maybe a can, phone call or two. We can work and... this out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm dropping absolutely. your name. I'm dropping yeah. your name. Let's do it. And I'm going to be following you. Just look out for The Sun Today. That's my, my Twitter handle. So I'll be following oh. you. Wow. Everybody follow The Sun Today uh, for our space weatherman. And, uh, and yeah, thank you both so much again for, for watching this film, for talking to me. And I hope to talk to you both again soon.